2: We thank you for listening. As morbidly fascinated as I am with true crime, reading about a victim close to my age always hits harder. In a way, it is easier to read about crimes that happened decades ago rather than ones that occurred recently enough to remember. While I personally don't recall hearing about this case specifically, the fact that I could have is notably chilling. Regan Tokes lived life passionately and unapologetically. She loved her family, friends, and university. Her final tweet shows a new adult on the path to a prosperous life of helping others. Tokes' family is still fighting for state and federal legislation in her memory, and the only way to ensure that change occurs is to remember Regan. It's, it's our moral responsibility to share her story and pressure those in positions of power to take action. Regan Delaney-Tokes was born on March 13, 1995, in Edgewood, Kentucky, to Toba, Toby excuse me, and Lisa McCrary-Tokes. Toby and Lisa raised Regan and later her sister Mackenzie in Toledo, Ohio. Regan graduated from Anthony Wayne High School with a 4.5 GPA. She played varsity tennis and lacrosse. Toby, Lisa, and Mackenzie moved to Florida in 2013, not long after Regan's graduation. Regan, however, stayed in Ohio so she could attend Ohio State University which was her dream school and the only one she applied to. She was accepted as a pre-med major, but later switched to psychology. Four years later, in early 2017, she had her sights set on working at the Cleveland Clinic after graduation and eventually opening her own psychiatry practice. She lived in an off-campus apartment with four friends, Jackie, Madison, Kirsten, and Stephanie. She also had a part-time job at Bodega, a restaurant near the German village neighborhood of Columbus. In the few weeks leading up to Reagan's murder, an unidentified man had been terrorizing women in German Village. He always approached them from behind, and each time he attacked someone, he escalated. In her interview with Dateline host Andrea uh, Canning, Josie Merkel described a tall man who wore a hoodie pulled down to his eyebrows and a mask around his nose and mouth, so that only his eyes were visible. He beat Josie severely, but ran before he could be detained. The next attack took place a few days later, and this time the criminal used a knife to threaten the victim. He held it to her neck and told her that he was going to kill her. Like Josie, she screamed, which likely scared the attacker away. He stole her purse, though. Three more attacks took place in the weeks leading up to February 8th, culminating with an assault on February 6th, 2017. This time, the attacker used a gun. Like the other attacks, he approached the victim from behind and threatened to kill her if she didn't give her his bag. The victim screamed and began struggling with the assailant until he hit her on the side of the face <clears throat> with the butt of the gun, knocking her to the ground and cracking a few teeth. He was he was ultimately able to get away with her bag. So now we're going to take a closer look at the timeline of events. On February 8th, 2017, at 945 p.m., Rodega security cameras showed Reagan leaving the restaurant after her shift. At ten oh two p.m. an assailant forced Reagan to drive to Chase Bank, but the bank declined the attempted withdrawal of five hundred dollars. From there, Huntington Bank security footage showed Reagan trying to withdraw money again, but also this time it didn't go through. Then from ten eighteen to ten thirty, Reagan and the assailant stopped in an alley. It's believed that the assailant raped Reagan both vaginally and anally during this time. The assailant forced Reagan to go back to the first ATM so she could withdraw 60 from her own bank account. Security footage at eleven twelve p.m. shows the two still together in Reagan's car. Then, about 30 minutes later, security footage at a Turkey Hill gas station shows the two still together in Reagan's car. Then sometime between 12 a.m. and 1 a.m., the assailant forced Reagan to drive the Grove Metro Park in Grove City. From there, the assailant forced Reagan to remove all her clothes, get out of the car, and walk out into the park until he told her to stop. Then he shot her once in the back of the head and a second time on the left side of her face. He left her body and escaped in her car. A local driver discovered her body a few hours later and called police. On Dateline, Grove City Police Lieutenant Brian Davidson said, quote, she was completely naked and you could tell that she had been shot in the head. On February 9th, Kirsten walked by Reagan's bedroom.
0: This is the story of the one.
2: and was unnerved to find it empty. The two girls were supposed to walk to class together, but Kirsten figured that Reagan had simply gotten up early and gone to the library. As it was midterms, and they had plenty of work to do. However, when no one had heard from Reagan by mid-afternoon, her friends knew something was wrong. It's important to remember that nobody expected the worst. Reagan did not have any enemies, nor was she involved in any criminal activity. Her friends thought she could have gone out of town and her phone died, so she couldn't tell them where she was. Her parents worried that she could have been in a car accident. None of the scenarios that the people closer to her came up with involved her being killed. Ultimately, Reagan's friends went back to Bodega to retrace her steps. Once they told the manager they hadn't heard from her, he filed a missing person report. From there, investigators connected the dots and determined that the body that had been reported in Grove City belonged to the missing OSU student. Once Reagan's uncle positively identified her body, police began investigating who could be responsible. A few days before her death, Reagan had broken up with her college boyfriend, Jake, because they both needed to focus on their schoolwork. When a young woman is killed, a significant other is almost always the first suspect. A breakup, even a mutual one, could be a stressor or the event that caused the person to commit the crime. Jake had a rock solid solid alibi, and Reagan's friends immediately defended him, claiming that he couldn't be responsible. Though Jake shared a suspicious post on Instagram claiming that she, Regan, was in a better place while she was still missing and the body in the morgue remained unidentified, police determined that this was harmless and not a criminal um, manifesto. On, uh, On Dateline, Lisa Tokes said, quote, to think about what she had to endure and what she was ultimately clinging on to at the end was just to live and be able to go home. Brian Lee Goldsby was a career criminal who had been released from prison in late 2016. Lieutenant Davidson had put Goldsby away from attempted rape and robbery in 2011 and wasn't even aware they had been freed. While Goldsby was in prison, he committed 52 different infractions, but under Ohio law, he could not be detained for longer than his sentence prescribed, regardless of any extenuating circumstances. He was moved to five different prisons and was forced to register as a tier three sex offender as a condition of his release. Fascinatingly, Goldsby was ultimately identified because of a garbage truck that happened to capture an image of Reagan's car as it passed by. From there, police found cigarette butts and evidence of attempted arson. It was at that moment they were able to apprehend him. Once the cigarette butts were found in Reagan's car matched with Goldsby's DNA, Davidson sent a SWAT team to bring Goldsby in. Initially, Goldsby only copped to the robbery, claiming that he had left Reagan alive at the park. Police tricked him into naming a fictional accomplice and were able to implicate him based on his description of the events. What was most infuriating about this case was that throughout the sordid crimes against Regan, Goldsby was wearing an ankle monitor. However, no one was monitoring him. His parole officer, the staff at the group home where he slept, and even police themselves all failed to help Reagan when she needed it most. Goldsby was ultimately charged and convicted of aggravated murder, rape, kidnapping, and robbery. He's currently serving three life sentences with no possibility of parole at Ohio State Penitentiary in Youngstown, Ohio. Reagan's funeral took place on February 15, 2017, and her remains are buried in her hometown cemetery. After her death, Reagan's parents and sister accepted a diploma from Ohio State on her behalf. They also began the Reagan-Delaney-Tokes Memorial Foundation, which aims to help students go to college, teach self-defense, and reduce overall crime. Two memorials exist for Reagan, one in Grove Metro Park and one on OSU's campus. Toby-Tokes told NBC Dateline, quote, The easiest thing for us, or for any family in our situation, would be to just quit everything. The hardest thing is to push forward and attempt to do what we're doing, and that's keeping Reagan's legacy alive, changing lives with the scholarships and changing laws, which she well, which she's well on her way to doing. No one will ever forget her. Let us know your thoughts on this case in the comments section below, and of course, give us give us a thumbs up if you like your video. Of course, before we go, we'd like to thank our sponsor, ExpressVPN. If you're looking for way to secure your internet uh searching or any on any device or platform check out expressvpn today and use the link in the description you too can stay safe while surfing the internet and of course give us a thumbs up if you like your video hit that subscribe button leave a comment in the comment section below and of course you can buy us a copy at buymeacoffee.com slash tcns as always your support helps the channel grow upgrade our equipment bring a new host be able to, and be able to take this show on the road as always thank you so much for watching and listening we'll see you've been listening to the true crime never sleeps podcast thank you for listening you can follow us on facebook at true crime never sleeps podcast and on twitter at true crime ns and follow us on instagram at true crime never sleeps thanks for watching if you want to support the show buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash tcnn or become a patron at patreon.com slash true crime never sleeps